3: This is going to take a while. This fridge is a mess. We're cleaning out the sound fridge. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing.
2: One thing before we get to the fridge. I'm not looking forward to opening the door because some of that stuff's been in there a long time.
3: Oh, yeah. We got uh, guacamole, the the color of death. We got uh, old pot roasts leaking fluids out onto the shelves.
2: Have you ever thrown a dish away rather than... (laughs) <laughs> open it or take the cellophane off. I have
3: yeah I, I got a story I can't even tell because I'm gonna vomit if I try. It has to do with cleaning out a fridge that had been uh, had not had no power for like a month. Well okay that's an extreme situation. Well yes yeah, it was yeah um Sickening. so uh
2: at, at the date that we're recording this podcast, I know people will be loving this 50 years henceforth but uh today <laughs> is two it's February. Twenty second, the year twenty twenty two. So it's two two twenty two, and uh, I was just wondering. And a
3: Tuesday.
2: Asking, asking Joe, what uh, is there anything about the psychology of people that get much pleasure out of that sort of thing? <laughs> They're simpletons. <sighs> <laughs> They're simpletons. Wow, Michael, not
3: feeling <laughs> terribly diplomatic today. I, I'm fine I... with that. Yeah, I don't know. I hate to uh trample on people's joy, you know? Well you, well, you know
2: that I remember I had decided kind of as a New Year's resolution I was going to embrace this sort of stuff because the people that are amused by that seem to be significantly happier than I have been being the smart cynical one my whole life. They're happier than I am. So maybe I should just it's $2.22. Twenty two. Oh my god. Maybe I should just go with that all day long. I'm afraid you're born
3: with it or you ain't. Yeah. I think you're either a child or a simpleton. I think you got it right, Michael. Or a simple, simple child. Mm. All right, so what do we want to start with? The uh the stuff Bill Maher did about uh what's her name? Eileen Goo Eileen yeah. Googo Gajube. Sure. Um She's the
4: traitor uh, to her country or
3: won gold medals. One of several,
4: yeah. Go ahead. American citizen Eileen Gu, the beautiful model, influencer and now gold medal winning skier who was born and raised here in America, but who chose to ski in the Olympics for China. Cool, huh? Is, is that cool now? To choose to represent a totalitarian police state over America? The Olympics pretends to only be about sports, but of course the games have always been a bit of a proxy war for which country has the best system. And by choosing Team China... Eileen Gu became a living symbol of China's triumph over the West, which wouldn't bother me so much if I thought China had triumphed over us in the ways that really matter, but they haven't. Now, we do have human rights issues right here at home, we do, and they are an authoritarian surveillance state based on how'd you like to disappear for a few months. (laughs) Like that uh, tennis player who recently vanished for a while when she said she'd been raped by a government official. China has basically jailed an entire ethnic minority, the Uyghurs, a situation that both the Trump and Biden administrations has called a genocide. America is not close to that. And it's a cynical dodge to pretend that China's sins should be overlooked because we all do it. No.
2: Yeah, my biggest concern with the fact that Bill Maher and some other uh, liberals are pointing that out is they're all old. I'm just afraid that the younger generation isn't on board with this, of the left anyway. No, no, well, no. He, world, world would be a better place without the United
3: States. We're the, we're the evil ones. Well, you've got to say something. I mean, yeah, I wish there were more young people echoing that. And there probably are. They just don't have the same you know, media levers as the woke do. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad he's speaking out. Anyway, we're cleaning out the sound fridge, Michael. You didn't even play the sound. Cleaning out the
0: sound fridge.
3: <laughs> Come on. It's one of my few joys. Uh, okay, this <laughs> this story is notable. I wish you could watch the video, partly because the MSNBC reporter is so freaking pleased with herself. Um, it's It's actually kind of a cute tale. Um, but, uh, anyway, go ahead. That's not an effort at a pun, by the way, add this beneath me clip 13, Michael,
5: the Pentagon is one of the most secure locations on earth, but Arlington now news is reporting that somehow this bunny infiltrated the Pentagon. The rabbit somehow got all the way to the courtyard at the very center of the building, which is a crazy feat. Pentagon is the largest low-rise office building in the world, so it's not exactly like the bunny could just hop over the side of the building. And even those super secure tours that usually run through the Pentagon, those have been shut down because of COVID. So it is not like someone snuck the bunny in the building. Two weeks ago, a chicken was caught sneaking around the security checkpoint area of the Pentagon. Now, the chicken didn't get nearly as far as the bunny. At the moment, we do not know if it was planning a coup. Or why it crossed the road the chicken was apparently winging it as for how exactly the bunny hopped over the largest low-rise office building in the world into its center courtyard the prevailing theory is that it was dropped by a hawk at present there is no reason to believe this is <clears throat> foul play Ooh, but we wow. will of course follow this story down whatever rabbit hole it
3: may lead i think that's a pretty good uh, primer for uh, understanding msnbc viewers uh, in the main uh, number one, she never uses the word rabbit, not to mention hair nor any other uh, synonym. It's always bunny, bunny. It's a little bunny because they've got ch- a childlike understanding of the world.
0: Oh.
3: Foul
2: play. Ah, well, So the crowd that's enjoying 22222 22 liked those jokes. But um, oh. uh, I'm not sure most people passed like, I don't know, fifth, sixth grade would have. Found that uh, clever. How amusing. old's a fifth grader these days? Well, my son's a sixth grader, and he turns oh. 12 in two weeks. Oh, totally, he'd be rolling his eyes at oh, that Oh, crap. yeah, Sam, absolutely, he'd be like, whatever, dude. Jeez, um, I'm, not, I'm not six. I just came across this on the Twitter machine. A very well-known soccer player who wears number 22 turns 22 today on two twenty-two twenty-two. So am I supposed to, like, orgasm or go into convulsions? Or I, I just never know how I'm supposed to respond to sort of those things if I'm the sort of person that would respond. Don't orgasm. Do do <laughs> I, Do I? you laugh? Do you gasp? Gasping? Gasping in amazement. I'll bet that's the reaction you're supposed to have. Gasps of amazement. What the fuck? And then how long do I sit and ponder it before I can move on to other
3: amazing things that I encounter that day? I wish I could explain. Some of you don't need an explanation why that bunny report and then that is filling me with rage. <laughs> rage and exhaustion. <laughs> rage, exhaustion. Hate, exhaustion. <laughs> wow, I, that's a useful term. Don't we all feel that sometimes? Oh, yeah. Hate, exhaustion. Exactly. Oh my God! I just want to. Oh God! I don't even know what I want to do. <laughs> you know, we got some more stuff out of the sound fridge, but we gotta... sound that's right, Michael. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank God for you, your presence, Michael. Um, uh, but if we're gonna, uh, we got another thing we got to do. And if I'm gonna even like have a five seconds to deal with reality between this and the next thing we got to do, we probably ought to end the podcast.
2: Okay, we can end it then. I don't I'm know what still, t-
3: How long are these clips? I'm still gasping in amazement at that guy who turns twenty two today. So. <laughs> I tell you what, we'll have five minutes if we do this. This is a North Carolina dad. He is haranguing his school board about the the woke, uh, anti-racism, call it critical race theory, whatever crap they're teaching kids in schools. Just run, do 81, 82 back-to-back, Michael.
1: If you believe in CRT, I want to tell you you're a liar because that means you look at your black neighbor and say that they're oppressed and you look at your white neighbor and say that they're evil regardless of the experience that you've had with them. And we're not going to do that. The parents in the United States of America, right here in North Carolina and Cabarrus County, we know that's not true because we believe the lives we live. The fact is, I've been a business owner right here in North Carolina, and I deal with white people, black people, Hispanic people. My children deal with everybody. And the racism is only happening at the government level and on the media. The fact is, you have racists, and there's like, you can't even find them hardly. You just hear the stories about them. But this is, this is what we're dealing with. The parents are taking the wheel. I have an eight-year-old daughter who is absolutely dynamic, who can do anything, athletically, intellectually, spiritually, and emotionally. She is a dynamo. And I don't want a man swimming against her in the pool. The fact is, I don't want her playing against boys in soccer. I don't even let my sons rough her up. Do you think I'm going to let your son rough her up? <laughs> this is what we're talking about. Policy going back to the parents, because if you think people who love America are willing to fight for it, you haven't met parents yet. Because I'm telling you, parents will go further down any street than anyone who loves their country alone.
3: You skipped eighty. What happened to eighty? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you say eighty.
1: True that What that guy said though. Okay, here's, oh, a, yeah. here's There's more. Right. As a parent, I speak to other parents. There's a few things that we don't want. I'm biracial. I'm bilingual, I'm multicultural. The fact is, in America, in North Carolina, I can do anything I want, and I teach that to my children. And the person who tells my little pecan-colored kids that they're somehow oppressed based on the color of their skin would be absolutely wrong and absolutely at war with me. And I think that's the same for every
3: parent. Good stuff. Brian Echeverria, bringing it as we clean out the sound fridge.
4: Cleaning out
0: the sound fridge.